ho ho! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Fruit Ball Bonus Episode 2. And with it being my favourite month, December, it's time to have a goddang holiday special. So grab some cookies, pour some milk, and cozy up by the fireplace for a holly jolly episode of Fruit Ball Bonus. <laughs> I'm Sanra, and I'm joined by my head elf, Kitchen! Happy holidays! Happy holidays, again, today's theme. Uh, December, Christmas, holidays. And happy life day for any Wookiees out there. <laughs> happy life day for those Wookiees celebrating that, for those sick Star Wars life day days that George Lucas just uh, wishes never existed. Erased all the copies... Not even the actors remember filming that. There's interviews <laughs> of the uh, of actors being um, uh, like Harrison Ford, I believe, was one of the most famous ones of being like, "Do you remember? Um, do you remember the Christmas special?" The what? Ex- excuse me, no, no Christmas special. No, that doesn't exist. The paycheck still does, but the, <laughs> the holiday special doesn't exist. It was the introduction of uh, Boba Fett, though, wasn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. It was the first time he was ever on screen. So, you erase the Christmas special, you're erasing Boba Fett. And Chewie's children, like, lumpy and itchy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. And, you know, all those sick scenes of uh, learning how to make fantasy food, uh, how to build, I think. I think they had a full tutorial on there of how to build a device that you could buy in real life in their Christmas special. <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ, nice. that's terrible. Like, wow. you had a full tutorial on how to build merchandise for your holiday special. Devolved into a craft show. They didn't know what it was supposed to be. Oh, my God. But yeah, en- enough about that. Enough about Star Wars. On to gifts. Whoa. Uh, or at least uh, one half of the gifts. That's right. The, uh, <laughs> the Fruit Bowl Secret Santa. Santa oh. Singular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is no Santas in this case. No, no. <laughs> so, uh, there's been a, a little delivery hiccup, I guess, because <laughs> the Wakaliwood version of Who Killed Captain Alex that was supposed to arrive uh, end of November, early December, uh, it was going to be signed and everything. I even asked them, you know what, make a Christmas card. Or they even asked, they said, do you want us to do a custom Christmas card? And I was like, yes. Please, do the best Christmas card you've ever done. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that's why. You know what? I put too much... And my hopes were held too high. They're probably still working on that Christmas card now. That's why it's never going to arrive. According to some of the emails you received, <laughs> they added a few bonuses as well. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got some Ebola with the card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the messages that were just like, no, we're working hard on it. And it's not because we've got Ebola or being lazy. <laughs> it's like, I never... What? <laughs> I mean, okay, fair enough, sure. But <laughs> I, d- I didn't say that. Oh, but your Secret Santa gift arrived, um, and... Your gift that I paid for. That is absolutely amazing, by the way. Gotta say. Do you want to let everyone know what it is? So, I got some uh, beautiful, uh, embroiled with Tommy Wiseau's name, uh, underwear. Nice. Uh, A bit tight. Uh, <laughs> bit tight on the old uh, crotch area. You gotta smuggle those budges. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, if nothing can breathe, then you're wearing them correctly. That's how the saying goes. <laughs> That's uh, Yeah, if you said it horrendously like I just did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, the be- honestly, the best part is the fact that I got a Blu-ray copy that was signed of The Room uh, that has a... That's it. That's the sound of me opening it right now. You know? Ooh. Evidence. Right there. But it has Hi Doggy on the inside, <laughs> which is one of my all-time favourite lines from the room. Just, uh, oh, hi, doggy. <laughs> but I have to read the back. Go on. There's some absolute bangers on the back of this. So the room is an electrifying American black comedy. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, well, forget black comedy. Comedy itself is a stretch. <laughs> like, electrifying is what you want to do to yourself after you've watched it, if anything. <laughs> um, just give me the chair. It's just, yeah, you know what? I've clearly seen everything that I need to see based on this film. Um, it's about love, passion, betrayal and lies. You know what? Technically correct. I'll give it that. That's That's true. Definitely about betrayal. It's what happens in real life. <laughs> Actual quote on the back of this. Nice. Love it. You could be with your loving woman and all of a sudden, boom! She's in bed with your best friend or a family member. Wow. Verbatim. That sounds like something you would say. I definitely wrote that line. Absolutely. And you know what? Where's my royal is for stealing my idea? <laughs> what? Having the word boom in a sentence? Boom! That's it. I don't think you're Cut. the originator of that. I need all royalties for all boom <laughs> in anything. Sonic boom, where are those royalties? Uh, the room depicts of friendships. <laughs> depicts of friendships, all right. Okay. And relationships in one life. Uh, I believe we all have one life. Uh, if I'm, I mean, you know what? Maybe it's a different world in the room. And raises life's real and most asked question. Can you ever really trust anyone? Uh, so this film is all about spies and the fact that they're untrusting of everybody around them. And betrayal and love. <laughs> and is what happens in real life. And the final, final bit. Are you ready to see reflection of your life? <laughs> I just... You know what? This Blu-ray has enriched my life. I'm glad. Like, absolutely. Um, the signed bit on the front uh, was definitely... Uh, some of it was erased, clearly, when they were writing it. Um, nice. And I don't know. You know what? It's I, I love it. I really do. Yeah. From what I remember before sending it, the, the pen was written on the plastic on the front of the disc, on the, on the Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, Not yeah. on the paper insert. It was not. It is definitely on the uh, plastic itself. Let me... Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on yeah, the plastic. The, it is absolutely just on... Like, there's the insert out of the disc. Yep. And uh, right on the front. And there's a little bit of a pen mark where they just drew a line in the top corner for some reason. Oh, nice. I, so, <laughs> so what you've got, really, you've got a Tommy Wiseau signed Blu-ray case. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I can just get rid of the DVD. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> on the, on the, yeah, on the why paper not? insert. Just keep the case. Wow. I think if I ever order from um, Tommy Wiseau again, I'm going to ask him specifically to sign the paper insert. <laughs> to sign the paper insert. <laughs> because you're going to have to touch that up over the years. As oh it my god. Rubs off. And you know what? Just being able to see the front of just 
Tommy Wiseau's face just superimposed over the night sky. <laughs> what I assume is the Golden Gate Bridge with the words, can you really trust anyone over it? It's a, it's an absolute masterpiece. Didn't you also get a few other little gifty-doos? Especially one that's themed for this year. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> did receive a very thematic face mask as well. Tommy <laughs> was our brand face mask. Tommy was our brand face mask. <laughs> oh, God. Just, you know what? When is the COVID version of The Room coming out? In which it's just all the face masks superimposed <laughs> over all the actors. <laughs> that is what I'm waiting for. Oh. Someone and, could do uh, that. We could do that. We could do that. But, God, just, you know what? I received that Secret Santa gift. I opened it and, you know what? Absolutely stunned. It is absolutely something that I love. Just (laughs) just a bad, bad film signed personally by someone who doesn't know really who he is. No. Screwed up the signing process. Signed plastic so it's going to rub off. Signed plastic. Underwear that definitely doesn't fit me. <laughs> and a face mask. And a, you know yeah. what? It is... Didn't you also get a Wazow headshot in there as well? Well, the thing is, right? The Wazow headshot came in twice. Because there's the headshot that came in the actual like packaging. Yeah. Um, For the underwear. But... There was also a headshot that came in the case as well. Oh, really? He basically just advertised this store, like, twice, with the underwear, the DVD. Uh, I've got some scene selections. Actually, let's see if there's some bangers for the scene selections. (laughs) Uh, Denny wants to watch, scene three. Um, Johnny wakes up, that's scene five, of course. Uh, scene 13, I'm tired, I'm wasted. Same. (laughs) Straight after scene 13 is scene 14, cancer, of course. Wow. Uh, A a classic scene. We thought, well, Collywood were on the nose of all their Ebola references. That's just called cancer. (laughs) That's just the tagline of the movie. Oh my god. Scene 19 and 21 are just the quotes from those scenes. I did not hit her. I did not. And Classic. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. They must have been made after the fact. Those, those Of names. course. Yeah. There is absolutely no way that these were done. No. Like chapter 28 or scene, cheap, cheap, cheap. Amazing. You know what? I just, it's d- d- amazing. You know what? I could probably just talk about this forever. Like the fact that the store was also advertised on the scene selection with your tearing me apart Lisa t-shirts. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) And of course you get, um, you know, like figures of Johnny, which is Tommy Wiseau's character. (laughs) Wiseau Nation. Oh god. When's Tommy Wiseau going to be president for Wiseau Nation? They sell, they sell tons on his site. He, he really has been milking this cash cow of a horrible Abs- movie. Absolutely. I mean, like, it's gotten to yeah. the point where over the years he's been invited to, like, uh, amateur film productions and universities to talk about how to direct films. What, how to make them worse? <laughs> it's, it's like, look, this is how you become as famous as me. Uh, what you do is you get a bunch of money from absolutely nowhere... And you make a film, and then he just walks out. Well, you record a load of sex scenes with an actress and tell her, you won't show 
many of the sex scenes and you definitely won't show any nudity. And then you just <laughs> whack them all in anyway. Just whack them all in anyway. Just whack them all in anyway. Uh, to be fair, I will say that the Disaster Artist, which was the film that came out a few years ago, that's yeah. kind of based on the creation of the room, I did enjoy that. It sort of um, explains some of the background processes and like how he first arrived to like America and how he found all of his cast and hmm. how he felt when once he premiered his film and just all of his co you know his cast and everyone just started laughing the minute it started. And it's like, it uh, was it was apparently super upset when that happened. Like, he was like, no, this is supposed to be like a legit piece of drama. It's supposed to be heartfelt. You're supposed to feel something. It's not a comedy. Yeah, he, he was trying his best, it seems like, to make a good movie, but he couldn't act, he couldn't direct, he couldn't anything. He couldn't <laughs> to anything. To save his life. <laughs> and the actors knew it. <laughs> oh, of course. You know what? Yeah. But... Uh, the Who Killed Captain Alex, uh, hopefully we'll get that delivered at some point, probably June or February next year. 2022, maybe. 2025. Yeah. Um, you know what? Eventually. By drone, by rocket ship when we're all on Mars. It would just knows? be there waiting for me. <laughs> It'll just be there. <laughs> on your little moon capsule. The like, Ugandan rocket ship. <laughs> just like oh god it got knocked off course and it's now an artifact found on mars but yeah we will have pictures of uh both these gifts hopefully when my one arrives on twitter as well at fruit bowl weekly so yep take a look we'll post those shortly after this episode airs so uh go take a look and have a laugh with us let us know what you think and um, just a quick little side note of some exciting stuff coming next year is yeah. that we are definitely doing some competitions and giveaways on both our social media, so both Instagram and Twitter, starting once season two officially begins. So follow us on on Twitter and Instagram at Fruitball Weekly to keep up with updates with that and to be notified when we're actually doing the giveaways and competitions as well. That's it, yeah. And once again, don't forget to let us know what you've gotten for your secret Santas or for Christmas or any holiday you partake in. Yep, we want to see everything, the good, the bad and the ugly of all secret Santa gifts in the world. <laughs> oh, everything. And something that's a mishmash of all of them, like a signed copy of The Room. <laughs> oh, you know what, God. You know what, masterpiece. So, as with Christmas or Hanukkah or any other celebration or holiday that you celebrate, there is always going to be films based on those. And whether they be good or bad, we all sort of end up watching them just because it's thematic. We want to watch something during December that makes us feel good on the inside. And a film that was released last year that I thought was absolutely amazing was a film called Klaus. So, I have told you about this uh, before, mm -hmm. but it was released, I believe, 2019, uh, a little earlier than December. I think it was late November, uh, mid-November time. But it was a, like, fully animated, like, really tight-framed um, animated film about basically this, <laughs> like, rich postman who has sort of gets given everything to him and he doesn't have to do anything so his dad's like fuck you <laughs> i'm gonna send you <laughs> to this 
fucking island that we can't get any pulse delivered to because everyone is a miserable asshole. And the whole deal is that he has to get all these miserable people to write letters uh, and send them off because that's basically how they make their money. And it's all about sort of discovering this woodsman and making toys for all the children because there's miserable kids and adults and bringing that sort of Christmas spirit to this island that's miserable. But it's, if anything, it's just a beautiful film. Mm. Like the actual artwork and the fluid animation, all of it is just a really, really beautiful just explosion, if I'm honest. <laughs> like I, I'm going to be open. I don't genuinely find Christmas films to be that interesting. Usually they're all either the same theme, or they're bad, or they're so popular that everyone's like, you have to watch them. Make it your yearly ritual to watch this film. And I'm like, look, Home Alone is a great film, but I don't think it's great enough to be something that you mandatorily, mandatory watch every year. (laughs) I'm sure we each have our own favourites that we keep returning to. Yeah. Like for me, no matter what, if it's Octobermus or December Ween, <laughs> yeah. I, I always watch at least once a year Nightmare Before Christmas because I absolutely yeah. love that movie growing up and I still enjoy it now. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it's one of those that tells a good story of two holidays, but it's also about two holidays sort of celebrating each other in a way and sort of coexisting and you know, spreading happiness in this town uh, of Halloween and expressing new joys and stuff. And I think that's why it resonates with a lot of people. Mm. That and, honestly, it's just a really fucking amazing film with, like, the art direction yeah. and the characters. And <laughs> yeah. It's, like, all stop motion, but it's fluid. Yeah. The musical numbers are all amazing. Oh, that probably hits a lot as well, actually, it, yeah. Yeah, the musical numbers. <laughs> yeah. the, whole, the whole, like, gothic theme of it, but being so joyous and upbeat at the same time, that juxtaposition is really nice and constant throughout. Yeah. I do enjoy that. But going back to Klaus, the way you described it really sounds to me like a Hallmark movie, but with a male lead. You know what? Honestly, I am not doing it justice with the description. <laughs> Fair I'm enough. really not. Um, I think it it's... Currently on Netflix still, um, and I reckon it's probably going to be on Netflix for the next few years as well, because it was really well received when it got released. Mm. But I think there was also some other big films that came out during the release time, or I think because it came out like a month before December, a lot of people missed out on it. And I think that's that's a real shame, because... Just having a look at some of the trailers for the film, having a look at just some of like the background art and the characters, and there's some like uh, really good voice acting for the characters as well. It's it's really it's just a really good Christmas film. 2019. That was uh, Frozen Two, so it oh, probably lost yes. out to that. It probably lost out to Frozen yeah. Two. Oh God. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, that's. That's that's not good. That's not good. Frozen 2? No. But another favourite of mine is actually quite an old one. I believe it's either early 90s or late 80s, but the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which is, as all Lampoon films are, it's basically just sort of like a parody of that genre. 
So it's still got the classic setup of like a, you know, a Christmas family film. You're getting all your relatives over, things go wrong, and it has a happy ending. But it hits like a lot of relatively real notes. Hmm. Like they go out and get like a real tree, but they also misjudge the size of the tree, but they still want to set it up. And, like, it's really crushed at the top and when they're trying to decorate it and stuff like that. And it's got, like, he was supposed to receive a bonus, but his dickish boss gives out all the bonuses and it's just, like, a voucher or something like that. (laughs) And it's like, I got a loan out on a pool and this isn't the bonus that was going to pay that off. And it's like, (laughs) you know, some of those sort of real beats, but it's actually offbeat just enough to make it you know funny in a way but also still sort of hit like it's uh the comedy is grounded in reality and that's why it's funny yeah but honestly i think that one's uh, a relatively popular one just because it was in uh chevy chase's heyday so when he was doing a lot of comedies and stuff like that Hmm. um but there's not actually much to say about Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation just because it is that. It is a parody of regular Christmas films. Would you consider Cool Runnings a Christmas movie? Okay, forget Christmas movie. Would you consider it a holiday movie? Uh, I probably would, yeah. Are you sure? It came out in February. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, we all also have the other film that everybody believes is a Christmas film. But it's not a Christmas film. The the certain explode action movie taking place on a tower. That one. That's it. May or may not Rapunzel. star Bruce Willis. Oh, mm- I'm thinking of a different mm- movie. Oh, no. I was thinking of Die Hard, you dingus. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't... Like, I have... I believe when this came around last year at work... Everybody was like, oh, it's Christmas. I'm going to go watch Die Hard. And I'm like, why? Sure, it's a movie that takes place during the season, but it doesn't have any like holiday messages as far as I'm concerned. It's just an action movie that takes place in that time of year. Uh, Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's that doesn't make it a holiday slash Christmassy movie. There's no like really wholesome, heartfelt messages. There's no like christmas spirit or anything like that it's no like it's no jingle all the way which has action that has action <laughs> but it's yeah. it's grounded in the fact that it's about the holiday season and about getting his kid the perfect christmas present that everybody wants yep a copy of tommy was the room oh every kid deserves a copy, <laughs> well, deserves they, a copy. they might not all deserve one but they're all getting one <laughs> they're all getting one <laughs> they'll learn to live with it life's not fair kid is your is your the room <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're naughty or nice. You get a coffee whether you like it or not. Oh my god. Oh, but I I do enjoy Die Hard. It's just it's not it's not a Christmas film. No. Like Home Alone's a Christmas film. Oh yeah, it's definitely a Christmas movie. That between us two, there's no debate to be had about Die Hard. There isn't. But no. we would like to hear what other people think about it. Yeah, because I know. There's, there's going to be fights to be had. I'm sure there'll be some major capitalised letters and some harsh words thrown yeah. around. But you know what? Die Hard's not a Christmas film. It's barely a holiday film. Like, Groundhog Day is a much more festive movie. And it's not a Christmas <laughs> yeah. movie, but it's definitely a holiday movie. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. true enough. Yeah. Other than Nightmare Before Christmas, do you have any other personal favorites? I mean, I I I mean, I do like Home Alone. I do yeah. like Jingle All the Way. Yeah, I like a lot of the old classic ones. I like the Santa Claus series. Ah, okay. With uh, Tim Allen. Yep. Uh, I like him. Uh, <laughs> Just yeah, that's it. Uh, yep. Tim the Toolman Taylor. And a t- <sighs> uh, not a good track record of Christmas films though. Like the Santa Claus trilogy, you know what? Uh, or is it quadrilogy? Did they do a fourth? Oh, I can't remember. God knows. I don't remember. If they did do a fourth, it doesn't exist. Um, so we'll just wipe that slate clean. I like um, I like Jim Carrey's The Grinch. That was really good. Yeah. Um, absolutely terrified my niece when she was young. <laughs> Hilarious. And I hate to admit it, but the Illumination Grinch was fun too. Is it? It's... Would you say it's equal good or worse though oh then the jim carrey's one. Oh, in my opinion yeah. it's worse because right, it's okay. like an animated children's movie um, yeah but i wouldn't knock it because it's illumination and it's all the minions garbage um they they did a good job of the grinch because because it was animated they could take advantage of the art style of dr zeus yeah and it really worked for the movie yeah, it's not. It's not like an amazing movie. It's just better, a lot better than I expected it to be, based on Illumination's track record. Like Despicable yeah. Me one and two were. That's it. That's Illumination for me. Anything else is just sort of bleh. byproduct of Despicable Me one. I'll yeah, say. exactly. But they did a good job with the Grinch. No, that's good then. Because I honestly, I saw Illumination slapped on the sort of Grinch animated one, and I was like, all right, sure. Um... I might watch it occasionally, or I might get to get round to watching it, but and now it's the minion guys. <laughs> exactly, and that, that would yeah. put you off. But I, I do think they did a decent job. But with a lot of these movies that I've mentioned, I've seen some that you haven't, and vice versa. I think we can definitely cover some of these in the future. Oh, yeah. Maybe next holiday season, because I'm definitely up for that. I'm up for hopefully just doing more episodes in general next year. Yeah. But actually covering christmas or holiday films next year um is definitely a priority because i i there are some amazing ones that were just swept under the rug because Mm. disney released a sequel to a film that's worse than tangled um but agreed there are also some horrendous ones that we can also cover all the doggy christmas movies a bajillion of them (laughs) <laughs> just oh god to be fair could just spend the next 50 years covering those yeah oh shit it's a chihuahua christmas it's <laughs> another dog christmas it's, it's santa paul's 27 <laughs> oh not 20 <laughs> oh god <laughs> but moving on just to some absolutely terrifying christmas films just mainly in quality, really. So, there's the Jack Frost films that came out. There's the horror film, Jack Frost, which is just basically the concept that a criminal gets killed and his soul gets put into a snowman uh, and he kills people doing that. But there's also the family-friendly Christmas film, also labelled or named Jack Frost, which is about a father who gets in a traffic accident and dies and gets put into a snowman. As a child, I really liked the wholesome Jack Frost. Yeah. 
But looking back on it, it is kind of dull. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of dull, a little bit. Like, it's... The biggest thing I could say about it is that it's just meh. Like, you can see that it hits the usual beat. You know, like, it's got a happy slash saddish ending because, you know, he gets to spend time with his family one more time or whatever. Um, but you can also see that it's aged really badly because the snowman actually moves in it and it's just, <laughs> like, these three balls that just shuffle around to get to the next area and it's like, stop. Stop, please. But the actual horror film, uh, the Christmas-themed horror film, uh, Jack Frost, are bad around the board. The first one, because there's actually a sequel to Jack Frost, um, the first one, you don't even really get to see him. What they do is they always cut away to show a picture of a snowman's face, and then just whatever kills the person just flashes on next. That is the wow. entire first film. Speaking of sequels, though... Did you know Jingle All The Way has a sequel? Uh, I know it had a remake. Jingle All The Way 2, it was like straight to video at the time, straight to VHS. Oh no. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's got horrible ratings. I've yet to see it, but I would love to. I mentioned the Santa Claus series before. The later ones absolutely suck, much like the Home Alone <laughs> ones. Yeah. The first like one or two are really good, and then they just fall off a cliff. And then they're just like, oh man, all that money... And then they realised, let's make a third one that'll be really hip and trendy with the kids. And there's, speaking of horror as well, there's your your classic holiday horror, Krampus. Krampus is one that I'm okay with. <laughs> Just okay. At, at the max. What I've seen with Krampus is that it's actually a very decisive one. Like, mm. a lot of people genuinely love Krampus. But a lot of people also say, yeah, it's just kind of dumb. Yeah. Like, especially with the ending and how... Whoa, 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 we're going to spoil it. Uh, that's right. I don't know, there's unique ideas in it that I think I performed decently well. But I also don't believe any of the interactions with the characters. Because some yeah. of them are just absolutely thick as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like some of them are just straight dumb. Well, it is. It's got a very, it's very B movie, old movie type of acting to it. So yeah, like some of the acting does not. Yeah, you can't really blame them too much. There's a horror oh. movie called Elves as well, which would be nice to uh, tackle one day. To tackle, it's got neo Nazis in it one. and demons. Oh my god! Well, there, um, you get, there's the checkbox yeah. already filled. <laughs> because everyone knows that Hitler really wanted to make half human, half elves. So, um, did you ever have you ever, <laughs> have you ever seen Fred Claus? I have seen Fred Claus. For me, it's sort of iffy. You know what? Me and my mum watched it together, yeah. and uh, she absolutely loved it. I loved watching it with her. <laughs> Um, when I've gone back to watch it, I do believe it's a film that does actually have a, a relatively unique concept, and it does have charm. Being the brother of Santa. Yeah, and it's the only problem is is that it does actually have kind of a nice, light-hearted message of like, you know, you're the one that got granted this entire gift. You're the one that was, you know, praised by you know our parents. You're the one that was beloved around the world and stuff. And, you know, about brothers connecting and stuff. That's actually a really nice aspect to the film. It's just dragged down a decent chunk by a lot of the humour. Not all of it, 
some of it is actually really good, but a lot of it is just sort of, you know, it's been either done before or it's like, haha, let's make a crass joke because crass is funny. Yeah, if it wasn't for the writing, Vince Vaughn's movies would be very similar to Adam Sandler's. Yeah. If it wasn't for the actually the actual effort put into the story rather than doing a funny voice and making a character out of it or trying to. Yeah, that's the concept. Yeah. We've already mentioned the Star Wars Christmas special, the Star Wars Holiday special, whichever it's called. And yep. you know, besides the fact that it's an utter piece of trash, I would love to cover that in a in like a full episode. Oh yeah. Not much more really needs to be said about the movie. No, of course not. No. Yeah. It's just as much as George Lucas does want to put that thing under that rug, or put that film back where it came from, or so help me, <laughs> uh, nobody wants to let that happen. <laughs> nobody nope. does. No, it's, it's a piece of Star Wars history. And you know what? Let's keep that train rolling. I'd love to watch it, to be honest. Like, I've always wanted to, just because I've heard so many things about it. Well, we've got a chance. We've got... A perfect excuse, a perfect reason to watch it. Now, yeah. you mentioned uh, your boy, Tim the Toolman Taylor, otherwise known as Tim Allen, also known as The Voice Man. Uh, he came out with a little ditty. Uh, everybody loved it. It was a box office smash uh, in another reality. But here, uh, Christmas with the Cranks... Oh, jeez. Yeah. ...was abysmal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to make any excuses for that movie. Um, very forgettable movie as well. To be it's honest. apparently so. Yes. Yeah. So Christmas with the Cranks, uh, it classifies itself as a Christmas movie. Uh, I don't know what demographic it was going for. It was going for ah, it was going for something. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't going for teens or adults or old people or young children or. It was a mess, because it starts off with everyone's favourite holiday topic, depression! Well, well, to be fair, it's relatable to what everyone's <laughs> going through currently. And it's then them talking about how much they don't want to do Christmas for 40 minutes of the film. And, and then they do Christmas for the remainder of the movie. <laughs> and the only reason they do Christmas, right, and this is the reason... Is because they wanted to go on vacation, but a snowstorm kept them from going. So oh, they were like, no. well, I guess fuck it. I guess we'll just have to do Christmas. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing that gets my Christmas spirit flowing than having to put up with Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I can relate to just putting up with Christmas, quite honestly. After Halloween's gone, it's just downhill from there. Guess we'll wait for next Halloween. Oh, uh, but... I don't know, like, that that film is just... It's it's Tim Allen insanity that doesn't yeah. know what it wants to be. <laughs> he did a thing. He did, he did a thing. Dragged, the best. Uh, dragged Jamie Lee into it as well. Oh my god, yes, he did. He did. And why did she say yes? Well, I mean, at the time, I imagine Tim Allen was quite a big name. Yeah, but I He's mean... been a big name for a while. I'm sure if you read the script, I like to think they didn't give her the script. I like <laughs> to think winged that it. everything she did in the film was just winged. It's like, look, I turned up, I said stuff, I'm done. Check, please. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, a Christmas film that I hear a lot about, which is not one that I like, it's another animated one, uh, The Guardians. 
Oh, yeah, with Sasuke. Yep, with uh, teen heartthrob Jack Frost. That's right, that's that's the boy. Absolutely horrendous Christmas film. I preferred the Russian Guardians, if I'm honest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus, you know what? Yes. Yeah. You know what? If they did a Christmas special in the in the Guardians world, of them just fusing together, and next thing you know, it's just a fat Santa Claus right there, done. Rockman can now move snow. He can make snowmen's. <laughs> just fire snowballs. Absolutely. <laughs> That'd be great. But the problem is, is that because he can only control rocks, they all have rocks in them, so <laughs> severe bodily harm oh, to everyone in the Bring back city. memories from my childhood, that. <laughs> oh no, oh. But, I don't, I don't know, I, I, hear, I, I hear everyone going, you know what, The Guardians was a great film. No, it wasn't. It wasn't it was bad, f- in my opinion. It was a fan service, mm. let's just fucking eat. Eh, eh. Let's just make all these holiday icons, you know, teenage boys are macho men, so we can draw, so we can draw in, you know, at least the teen girl crowd, oh, <laughs> and geez. then make the money off that. And I think all the characters are public domain as well, so they didn't pay a penny yeah. for royalties. It's like Christmas B-movies. They just use what's publicly available. Except this one actually had a budget, I believe. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. I also felt like the animation was just kind of default when I looked at it. I was like, I could see this being just used continuously. I mean, they might have put effort in it. It's just I remember watching it and just being like, eh, it looks kind of okay. Yeah. It, f- it definitely feels to me like, oh, here is a film we can release on Christmas. This will be a hit on Christmas. It was a DreamWorks movie as well. It had a big studio behind it. Oh, right. Well, that's yeah. that's that's even worse. It's No, it's way, worse. Yeah, it's worse. Yeah, Because yeah, it has the vibe of just a cop-out shitty movie that was just made to generate revenue for that month or two. Yeah. And you'll see that from a lot of B-movies who just copy other movies names ratatoing and stuff like that to try and cash in on them and to have a company like dreamworks make something like as parasitic as a movie like rise of the guardians i think is uh sort of sad it's a it's a black mark on the company yeah like it it just has the feeling of a shoehorned mm. we need this out by christmas otherwise we won't get the money for it yeah <laughs> it's yeah. just like oh I think it made uh, double its money as well. That was the sad thing. Yeah. I mean, that just shows that, you know, release something at the right time of the month, you know, no matter how much actual depth there is to the characters or if you've got a good story or not, there's a high chance it'll do well. Yeah. Well, the thing is, when I first watched it, I thought it was all right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, any problems with it? But trying to remember anything that happened in the movie, I'm drawing blanks. It wasn't memorable enough, so... Maybe it was one of those fast adventures that's quite cool in the moment. Yeah. I think it's also just the fact that the main protagonist, like the whole film is just him being like, I'm a loner. And then the end of the film, yeah. it's like, I've now found a place with all these people who originally liked me anyway. Yep. Edgelord works alone. That sort of thing. <sighs> oh, God. Just typical teen angst character. Oh, God, just get him out. Just get him out of my face. 
get him and what I assume is probably many of his body pillows out of my face. <laughs> There's probably many body pillows of Jack Frost that exist. <laughs> shudder yeah. at the thought, but <laughs> yeah. I think uh, one of the last things I just want to bring up for this um, is that I came across a absolute A-tier, S-class film, uh, or films, should I say, in which they re-recorded the entire film twice, and all they did was change the original uh, homosexual couple, uh, the father... Um, all of the fathers or whatever uh, and just made a straight version, a heterosexual version to release in America Yeah. and they re actually I believe what they did was they recorded both of them at the same time but every scene that had the dad in it, they did twice and just mm. swapped out <laughs> you know the other man with the woman and then just re-recorded the entire scene again and it's just, it's, it's, it's unfathomable. <laughs> yeah, what was like, the movie? Uh, a Very Cool Christmas. A Very Cool Christmas. And yeah, that was 2004. So I guess America wasn't fully prepared for homosexual families at the time. Yeah. And maybe Canada knew it because it is a Canadian production. Yeah. Um, so I think, I do think the uh, straight couple was only for the American release. So it's kind of a weird situation to be in. Yeah. And God, it's it's one of those that's made just like, in my opinion, the Guardians. Yeah. Um, It's one of those to cash in on Christmas. But uh, this one actually has some semblance of a story in which it's uh, a girl goes to a mall and sits on a mall Santa's lap. Keep in mind, I think she's like 16 or 18. So she literally, she's literally just there to f- like fuck with him. Like She immediately goes there, starts just insulting him, just talking smack. Wow. Um, just calling him fat, ugly, his style shit. Just a straight dissing him. <laughs> Raking him through his own coals. Fucking savage burns all around. Jesus Christ. And then when she finds out, you know, oh, it's Santa, uh, she doesn't actually apologise. What she does is she goes, as an apology, I'll make you hot. Yeah, that's that's a negative message to send. You're ugly. I'm not going to apologise. I'm just going to make you less ugly because you're still ugly. <laughs> I'm just going to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't want this. And Santa doesn't go, you know what? It's it's what's on the inside that counts, uh, Little Miss. You know, it's not only the outward appearance. It's how you, it's how you, you know, treat people. Uh, instead, he goes, that would be a good idea. I'm having family troubles or relationship issues. Give me a makeover. Make me fabulous. It's an abs... It's a Christmas makeover film. That sends the wrong message, it seems. And that makes me cry a little bit, tiny bit. Yeah, there's a couple of ugly guys ourselves, you know. Maybe, maybe I don't want to make over. Maybe the problem's your attitude, woman. Yeah, just accept me for me. Usually, Christmas is about you know having a positive mentality and being honest with yourself and just being a general nice person at heart. Yeah. And this is the complete opposite. <laughs> and this is literally, I think. 
there's a bit in the film in which she, you know, she doesn't want to spend Christmas with her family. So what she does is she creates a whole board meeting in which she gathers the family around and shows them statistics, uh, line graphs, bar charts of, you know, if I went on this holiday, here's all the shit that would happen. And I'm like, mm-hmm, oh yeah, oh, mm-hmm, yeah, this is a Christmas film? Wow. Uh, this is a Christmas film. How can a movie with a homosexual family have such a poor message about being yourself? <laughs> And not judging other people. Oh my god, it's it's <laughs> it's it's fucking it's a travesty. It's wow. literally a, a spawn from Satan. Now I know the I know the the version with the the two gay dads is the legitimate version, but it feels like it was made to have the straight family based on the message I'm hearing. Based on the message, yeah. yeah. And it's because the thing is, is that there's other characters in it, but they may as well not exist. Like, if you just made uh, the film just to have Santa Claus and this fucking bitch, um, <laughs> <laughs> there would be absolutely no difference in this film. There, there actually wouldn't be. It would just be, she goes, you're ugly as fuck. Oh, wait, now you're hot. Let's go on a sleigh ride. And no, that isn't an innuendo. Oh. See, I, in my mind, all I got was slay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Santa slay! Oh, uh, but I just thought as the last thing, at least I bring up that that film is. We are going to do an episode on that. We we, we have, have to. to, yeah, because I I just it, it's going to be a riot. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a fun time for everyone involved. This and the Star Wars Holiday Special are top of the holiday list for next season. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? Um, Holiday-based, no. But there have been quite a few movies released near the later half of this year that we are going to tackle next season. Some of them are definitely going to be hot topics. Like Melon. Yep, like Melon. Melon herself. Um... And some of them, again, are just going to be sort of more obscure ones that we pick ourselves. Of course, yeah, we've got to. But look forward to those uh, around early February, I think, is when we release our first episode for season two. Uh, Yep, I believe we start recording, well, as immediately as we can, so maybe probably January, though. So we'll start recording ASAP, and the first episode of season two should drop around February. And in the new year, around January time or the end of December, we will be starting our giveaway, our little competition to uh, spark some interest for season two and reward our listeners who have been with us this long. So um, yeah, keep keep up to date on our on our social media, on our Twitter especially. Follow us on that and our Instagram to uh, stay up to date and find out when that's going to go down. Any feedback on the Fruit Bowl bonus episodes themselves? If these are something that you like more of, there's a high chance that we might integrate this to just be our regular episodes or uh, more frequent. Fruit Bowl talk show. Fruit Bowl talk show. Yeah, that's right. But with us starting recording in January, that gives you all ample time to put forward your own Fruit Bowl weekly episode ideas or suggestions. All you have to do is just write down your idea and just make sure to tag us on Instagram or Twitter at Fruit Bowl Weekly. 
Or if you'd prefer to send us your idea directly, you can send it to us at fruitballweekly at gmail.com. If we do an episode based on an idea or suggestion that you've sent us, we'll make sure to give you a shout out at the beginning of that episode. Or if multiple people have suggested the same idea, we'll do multiple shout outs at the beginning of that episode instead. Yeah, it's the least we can do. But on that note, that is the end of our Fruitball Bonus Holiday Special. Don't forget to catch us on Spotify and all other major podcast platforms. You can support us directly by going to anchor.fm forward slash fruitballweekly, follow our Twitter and Instagram at fruitballweekly, and send any comments, feedback, or any future episode ideas to us at fruitballweekly at gmail.com. And with that, we will see you next year. See you next year. Whoop whoop.